It's time for the KHNS Local News. I'm Alan de Premenil. Today in the news, the Hainsborough started an effort to come up with a plan for the next decade. Consultants with the firm Agnew Beck are in town and have initiated the dialogue to rewrite the borough's comprehensive plan. The document will guide borough policy, and residents eagerly contributed to the conversation. On Tuesday morning, a crowd gathered at the Aspen Hotel and on Zoom to participate in the first of the forums that will provide the basis for the borough's next comprehensive plan. The first discussion was about land use. Representatives from the Alaska Mental Health Trust, a large landowner in town, were in attendance. They said large timber harvest looked unlikely and spoke about the possibility of setting some land aside for revenue from carbon credits. When asked if they would consider dedicating land to wildlife corridors, they said the trust was established to generate revenue for the multiple mental health services that are provided by the state. Several Haynes residents made comments. Some, like Tim McDonough, wondered if the conversation was too narrowly defined. Who made the decision to exclude chapters on quality of life, health and wellness, environment and recreation? Harriet Brulette representing Chilkoot Indian Association, brought a sense of generational responsibility to the debate. When I think about planning for our community, I think about planning for my children and grandchildren. So I think that it's going to be important to pull in people who are of that age group who will be here to benefit or not benefit from the planning. Stacy Evans spoke for prioritizing a healthy environment as the basis for proper land use. Yeah, I would say that watershed integrity should be sort of the basis of all of our land use planning. We have two top salmon producers of Southeast here with the Chilkoot and the Chilkat watersheds. Of course, that's really important to the basis for economy now, as well as this um, quality of life. Tom Ely wanted to include the value of silence in the conversation. I would like to see a natural soundscape added to a land use value because I think that it's become an issue and it's been an issue for many years in the Hainsboro. Assembly member Deborah Schnabel acknowledged that the process might be longer and broader than anticipated. I really believe that it will become apparent to these professionals to say, well, this particular community needs more time, or maybe the plan, you know, the the structure that we designed at the beginning needs to be tweaked. The conversation was interrupted for lunch, and a slightly different group convened in the afternoon to talk about economic development. The consultants started the conversation with an overview of strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats facing the Haines economy. The ferry system was included in multiple categories, for the jobs it provides to a large number of residents, the coming online of the Ferry Hubbard, and the unreliability of its schedule. Here is Mayor Doug Olrud. And the number of people over the last few years I've seen that moved here for a short period of time, and then they're like, you know what, I cannot get out of here for medical appointments, I can't go see my family, I'm done. And until we get a more consistent way to get in and out of pains year-round, all of our economic things are going to be a struggle. Liz Cornejo agreed the cost of living, but it's, it's not only the, the financial cost, but the time cost. You want to go to Juno as a business owner too, you know, getting staff time and coordinating as they're trying to get stuff taken care of, and then to not have any plan a two-day trip, and then it turns into a four or five-day trip because the weather's bad and the place can't go or the ferry can't. Eben Sargent saw opportunity for attracting more independent visitors. So we have Glacier Bay National Park, 
We have Kalani National Park. There's well-developed mountain biking in Carcross and Whitehorse that gets tourism from across Canada. Currently, we don't capture any of those tourists, even though there's a nice road loop they could drive because of lack of infrastructure. Superintendent Rory Getchell spoke of the attractiveness of Haynes for raising a family. Haynes is a great place to grow up. If I were a child, I'd want to live here. So besides school, you know, kids go to work. They can ride their bikes. They can, they can learn to drive. I don't lock my door. Those kinds of things. Norm Hughes said the community can get in its own way. The biggest threat to Haynes is Haynes. The process here doesn't work. It's a battle all the way to the end. Harriet Brulette wondered if the school could help address that. Maybe as a community we can request some classes and civil responsibility. Liz Cornejo agreed that some things are lacking in the town's processes. Civility and conflict resolution skills and the tools and moving forward with decisions is that is a barrier to economic development. Shelley Wade, who is with Agnew Beck and facilitated the discussion, summed up some of what she heard. How folks define growth and the appetite for growth. So, you know, understanding that, and I'm not meaning to open this big abstract large question right now, but it is, you know, uh, I think an important one to ask. We'll think more about how to frame that in a useful survey question and as a part of our continuing dialogues. Writing a plan for Haynes in the next 10 years will be a lot of work. Wade says she and her team have already decided to add an extra visit to their schedule. Getting residents to agree on that plan may take more time than the consultants had anticipated. That's it for the KHNS Local News. I'm Alan DePremonil. This is KHNS, Haynes, Skagway, and Klokwan at 102.3 and translator K220BK Skagway, Alaska at 91.9.